You know, we're not done worshiping yet, so I'll just turn around and... Uh, Never allow the enemy to take from you that which God has promised you. Never allow a lie from the enemy to bring displeasure to your heart. Allow the one who created you to forgive you, to sustain you, and to build you. Look not at the error of your way. Look not at your situation as difficult but look at it as my power is endeavoring to mold you do not run do not withdraw stand firm and who you know is your lord so somebody say amen, amen. believe in the gifts we're just going to, what was the one you started singing right, right after the offering? Yeah, that. That's good. Jesus, Jesus. Here's what I'd like to do. I can't preach yet because I sense out there and there, those of you, some of you online, and I don't want to miss it. I, I, I started to push it aside and say, I just, let me get in there and preach. And I couldn't just, I can't do it yet. Because I think God wants to do something special. And um, if you need, if you need something from the Lord, um, and I'm not asking you come, let us anoint you with oil. We will if you need to, but I, I just think there's power in just coming and getting in an altar and saying, Jesus, I need your touch. And if you need to be anointed, you let us know. We'll anoint you with oil. And we're just going to sit and worship. And I, I believe, see, there are no spectators when we're in the holy presence of God. We're in his presence. There are no strangers. He desires to move and to speak. So as we just spend a little extra time, whatever you need to do, if you just want to slip down and get in the altar a little bit, you come down and you need prayer. I've said it once. I'm saying it again. I want to do that. That's what I think we need to do right now. So here we are. God bless you.
presence tonight. It's in the presence, in the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince Say you. 
time together, church. Can we declare, you alone are my strength and my shield. Sing. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for the immense uh, outpouring of your Holy Spirit. We believe you're touching those who are watching online. We know that there is a wonderful spirit here in this room. If we make ourselves uh, submissive to it and obedient to it, we can have a miracle because there's miracles in the house. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just cap us in the divine anointing of your Holy Ghost and the God healing of those that we prayed for will come. We believe it's in the body already. We believe that there is nothing impossible with you. We pray that we'll behave as if we are healed, that we'll trust you because we know the miracle is at the door. So we're claiming that in the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen. Let me just give you a little abbreviation here for a moment. This is the story in Matthew 20, verses 20 through 28. It is the story where uh, James and John's mama uh, went to Jesus, and the Bible says that she knelt down, and she asked him a distinct question, and it's a question that is not uncommon. What is uncommon that Jesus allowed her to get that close to him? What is uncommon that being a woman, he would allow her to kneel down even within earshot of being able to talk to her. We know today that something was happening in the heart of Jesus. The heart is what you feel and the head is often what you think. And in that moment, Jesus realized that this lady had a big, big need. And the reason that he accommodated her, he wanted to give us an illustration so that we could follow through. In the very first church I pastored, you've heard about that church many, many times, you could hear the expression, I did it all. And what I didn't do, Sharon did. And um, with the only the early seven or eight people, I mean, we mopped the floors in the church, we swept, we cleaned the, the toilets, that's a male and a female, side. We didn't have multiple toilets. We had one, one side and one of the other. Uh, any painting that needed to be done, we did that. Uh, any, uh, anything like progressing along mowing lawns, uh, we did that. I've told you about the old snapper lawnmower that had the engine on the back, and, uh, but there was no cap covering the engine. 
uh, you craned it not by a recoil, but that was shot. And we just wrapped a rope around it and put ether in it. And the old thing fired up. It either was going to fire up or blow up, one of the two. And when she got going, uh, of course, uh, raining, because I'm working a couple jobs in pasturing. So you, if it's not lightning, you get out there and cut the lawn. So I, it flipped me back. I still have a perfect circle in my back where that thing just dug in really good. But we mowed the grass. We did, we did all of that stuff. It's like we thought that's what we're supposed to do when we needed air conditioning because we didn't have it. Joe, we just put, uh, got a 30,000 BTU air conditioner in a church that would seat about 100. Sound like you were in the back of a jet airplane. And uh, we, I, I knocked a hole in the wall. I was grateful that there were no electrical cords in that square that I cut out to put that air conditioning in. Uh, we, we didn't have any children uh, because all, all the old women that were there were 80 years of age. I wasn't really concerned about having babies right around then. And, uh, but we did have one couple that adopted a child, which immediately uh, we, we, needed a, we needed a nursery. So in the back wall, uh, I took a sledgehammer and knocked a hole in the back wall of the little room there uh, and put a window in it. And we, we, had, we had a nursery. That's all, all she wrote. I wasn't worried about weight-bearing walls or anything of that nature. It didn't really matter. I'm saying, God, direct us. Uh, the bus, when we bought a Sunday school bus, we we're going to pick people up in Nocatee. How many has ever heard of Nocatee? Nocatee, we we're going to pick kids up. We visited on Saturday, got the old bus, and, and we fixed it up and had it painted and put newspaper in the big holes and took all that stuff that you put over its screen and cut it up and sanded it off. It just did whatever needed to be done, we did it. That's just, that was the way it was. It was like, we're serving God, you know? We're serving God. We're, we're getting the job done. I love people who have that nature to just serve. Dwight York is one of them. How many know Dwight York? Dwight York is here on Sunday morning. Uh, I don't know. He's here probably 5.30 or quarter after 5. He's ready to, to get the bulletins distributed and put out. I mean, that early. He's here on Friday. And, uh, wait, and sets out there and waits for a couple of hours for the bulletins to come and get a crew and put them together. And then he always said, is there anything else that I can do? I, I love people. I think that's the beauty of the church. People say, hey, tell me what can I do? Now, we all know that we do have those people who come and get their little bit of bread and then they take off. You know them? You can just count it, you know. You just want to block the door. And say, so you can't leave yet. You just came and got, it's not a walk through, a drive through. You're supposed to sit here. And how many of you know that, that cleaning up is a special gift? Clean up. Clean up. That's a special gift. But it's, but it's, all, it's all service. Now, when she went, <clears throat> sons of Zebedee, James and John, and she said, um, I have a question. And uh, Jesus knew when she sat down, he asked her this, what do you want? What is it that you're in this posture, you're not supposed to be this close to me, you're not supposed to be talking to me, what do you want? Well, she's like a proud mama. Amen? Hey, Jesus, I want my boys, I want my boys, one on the right and one on the left. 
And you know what she just described was modern day contemporary culture today. Give me the position. Let me be on the right and let me be on the left. Now they had a misconception. I'm just running through my notes here. Misconception, she thought, okay, uh, here's what I know. Jesus is, he is, in fact, the great warrior that's come to take the Roman Empire down. One, all the, the guy like this who can do all the miracles, kind of miracle he does, it won't be long before the Jews once again are going to be, be in control. We're going to have our temple back, and it's going to be great, and he's going to take them all out. And so here's what I want. I want my boys, I want my boys to have a place when he sits on that throne being the conqueror. Well, Jesus tried to tell them, you know, in the Beatitudes. In the Beatitudes, he tried to say, it's not, it's not that way. You know, you, you need to be humble. You don't need to be aggressive about position. You need to turn your other cheek. You need to, uh, you, you, you just need to be all in. That Old Testament law is not what's going to get it for you in this new, gracious, mercy and just uh, a rule that I have. And he tried to teach them over and over again. It's all new to them, brand new to them. They can't get out of an eye for an eye and a tooth, tooth for a tooth. That's the way it is. Eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. They couldn't get away from that because that makes sense. You hit me, I'm going to knock your lights out too. You know what? You give me sour bread, I'm going to give you sour bread. And that's the way it is. But Jesus was teaching, and they, they hadn't, hadn't caught it yet. Just hadn't caught it. So when he asked her, what do you want? She said, one on the right and one on the left. And Jesus said to her, uh, dear, you don't know what you're asking for. What do you mean I don't know what I'm asking for? You're asking me for your sons to be in the inner circle, but the inner circle is a circle of unending hours, a circle of sacrifice, a circle of possible death, a circle of beating, a circle that's going to take you places that you never want to go. Is that, is that what you want? I want one on the right and one on the left. When you look at that, she was asking for position. I don't know about you, but here's what I found out. That the higher you go in position, let me know this is my little triangle. Everybody got it? The higher you go in that little triangle, the more responsibility you have the more pressure you have. The more things that you are responsible for. You see, that's why many people, they stay down here at the bottom of the triangle. They're just glad to be saved and that's it. They don't want to necessarily roll their sleeves up. They just want to be counted. You know, when the strawberry shortcake comes Sunday night or so from now, I want you to know I give a little offering. I want to be sure and I get my strawberry shortcake and somebody else's too. See, as long as you're down here, you never, ever, 
you never, ever find a place that brings personal fulfillment. Now, I don't want this to shock you, but, and, and I don't mean this to be brash. You haven't done anything for God because you show up to church. Do you know what church is for? Church is for you. Do you know how many worship songs the angels have, they sing while you're asleep? You see, he said, you come to the church, you fellowship, you congregate, you relate, you serve together. You serve in the good, you serve in the bad. When you come to church, you come together to exalt and praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, God needs my praise? No, he doesn't. Don't you think he has enough angels to praise him? But here's what it is. Every time you praise God, you please God. And when you please God, God gives you favor. And when God gives you favor, he says, it's time for you to take more responsibility because I've given you favor, not to flop around down here, but to get higher in the pinnacle of service. I give you favor to get higher to be able to be used in a, in a greater way. So Jesus pointed out the Beatitudes, and he says, I know that you're after position, and understand that, but you don't know what you're asking for because those who, who say yes to me, they immediately are saying yes to this. Give up your life. You die, no excuses, you give up your life. Don't fight me as to whether or not you're going to serve me. I want your whole heart. I want your whole heart. I want your mind. I want your spirit. I don't want to play games with you. I want you to be the one that says, wow, whatever I can do, to help whatever I need to do Jesus to build the kingdom of God you know, let, me, let me give you an illustration if in worship you might be uh, well I really don't feel like worshiping you know well if I were to ask everybody here tonight how many of you feel like worshiping many of you would say well I came in I don't I don't know that I really felt like worshiping, you know. But you know what? Here's what that responsibility is. Is there might be somebody here that's new to worship. Might be somebody here that, that watching people worship is a miracle to them. That watching someone worship encourages them and establishes them. So what am I to do? Come into the house of God with gladness, with praise and thanksgiving, whether I feel like it or not. Somebody say amen. amen. Because here's what happens. When I don't feel like worshiping, often I get the best blessing when I go ahead and kick it in gear. 
Amen? Kick it in gear. So I'm worshiping, I'm uh, praising, and other people who are watching are encouraged because, you see, you and I are, we're mature. We're mature. We're, we're the ones that God has given favor, and position doesn't matter to us. You know, when I, I was in that first church, and in the second church as well, it wasn't, uh, okay, well, I did extra this week. I want a pay raise. Are you kidding? You know, I, I did extra. I just dove in. We just, Sharon and I just did it. We didn't say, well, bless God, the lawn's not going to emote at the church this week because old brother so-and-so got sick and he couldn't come. Uh, we crawled out and, and we got it done. Why? Because that's serving Almighty God. So position is not important, but sacrificial committed service is important. So Jesus said, no position here. The position you would like is going to lead you to a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty. When you make your statement to say, I'm, I'm giving it, I'm God, I'm giving it everything I have. You know, I'm giving it everything that I have. God is pleased with that effort that lets him know you are led not by your head, but you're led by your heart. Amen. It's led by your heart. From time to time, I'll have business people while I'm taking an offering or something and uh, talking about some particular need, whether it's Teen Challenge. And I say, we got a need for girls to want to come and uh, we, we, need to touch, uh, we need to touch that. We have the expenses of something else of ladies who can't come and we pay that. Do you know what? Often I'll have business people that'll come up to me and say, Pastor, I heard you meet that need. I heard it, but I just want you to know, if that doesn't come in, you just call me up, tell me how much you need. Now, how many of you believe I do that? You're right. Call them right up. I've been tempted to create needs before just so I could call them. Call them up. Why? Do you know where they want to serve? That's where they can serve. That's where they can serve. So in this particular scripture, Jesus said, who do you think is greater? He said, uh, is it the person who sits at the table? Or is it the person that serves the table? And then he says this, you would believe that the greater, the greater of the two is the person that's seated at the table. But then Jesus said, but I have chosen to serve the table. What's he saying? He's saying, hey, if you want favor with God, always look for the opportunity to serve the table. And here's a point. Here's why that we're always nice to those who serve us in a restaurant. Amen? That's why that, well, they didn't give me good service from. I'm not giving them a rotten dime. Don't we give them anything. You tip them. You know, you do, you're, you're endeavoring to be nice for them. The other day you heard, Sharon and I were at a restaurant with our speaker. It was Nate. I said, it's time to pray. Nate said, I hear, son. 
You were raised at Victor Church. Surely you know how to pray grace. And buddy, he lifted up a prayer right there in the restaurant. So the point that Jesus was making, he said, most would feel, I've got, I've got the table, but I'm telling you the best is the one who serves the table. And I think this message tonight, because we're so, our culture today is so position hungry. It's the early bird gets the worm. It's okay, it's all for me. That's what I want, I want for me. But when the church humbles itself, all, all of us, we humble ourselves, And we say, God, I don't, I don't deserve anything. I don't, I don't deserve a thing. I don't need extra favor. I, I, I can't even pray legitimately and ask you to give me something else. But in spite sometimes of my own selfishness, you still reach down and give me blessing. And when he does, we take that blessing and we sow it into the field of ministry for Jesus. Sharon said the other day at the uh, Girlfriends and Chocolate, she said to me, do you know who stayed around and helped us clean up the tables? I said, no. She said, this person. Now, they paid $25 to go. But old Sharon, she's rolled her sleeves up. She's, she's cleaning tables just like she does at home. And I help her too cleaning tables and this lady said what can I do that, that spoke to Sharon's heart she said do you know who did that and you know why that was important because it was somebody she thought hey <laughs> they'd pick their bag up and leave but instead she decided I'm going to do what's necessary church this is a precursor message we talk about Sunday to stand strong. I want to say to you, our job is going to get bigger and will be more costly because you and I are seeing with our own eyes good and evil that's taking place in the world in which we live. Sooner or later, sooner or later, that's going to explode and the rapture is going to take place amen and when it does we're going to be glad we put it all in would you stand heavenly father thank you for the privilege just to deliver a few moments of this message thank you for the privilege of all of these wonderful people god these people right here are individuals that wow they're here they enjoy worship they they enjoy giving they enjoy serving god and all because of you, we just are so thankful that we have breath to be able to breathe. And that, God, you've given most of us favor. There's some who need a healing, a supernatural healing tonight. Lord, there are those that I know that need an uplifting in their spirit. Some need an old heavy burden to be taken away. But when we bow our hearts and humble ourselves and submit ourselves, you take away.
all the challenges and you give us peace so peace we ask you to come in now heavenly father in case there are those online or might be in this room that's not received you as lord and savior or they may be at one time they were really really close but now they've just kind of drifted on their own path looking for their own position trying to find their own place and there may be some in this room god that just totally violated acts of obedience didn't pay any attention to the rule well god you can forgive us so i'm going to ask everybody here in the room to just repeat this prayer would you do it and those of you that are online say it right out loud here we go heavenly father i thank you for jesus christ lord jesus thank you for your forgiveness i believe by faith if i ask for forgiveness you will forgive me now holy spirit of god impart in me a divine anointing take away the guilt take away the condemnation let me rise above being a victim to becoming a victor in jesus name and everybody said amen amen everybody good now if you need prayer they're going to sing this song. If you need prayer, we've hit these altars. You're welcome to come. Otherwise, I'm going to ask you to be kind and gracious to somebody. Compliment somebody. Let them know that you love them. And then whenever you feel like it's time for me to go home, go ahead and go home. Amen. I love you, everybody. Thanks for being here. Can we call his name one more time at church? Here we go. Oh, you are Jesus, Jesus, you're Jesus, and there's just something about that day. You are Master. Your Savior, your Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. You are Jesus, Jesus, you are Jesus, your Jesus, your Jesus.
Jesus.